Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. We're back again, and we have another two great interviews for you. Uh, Before we get to the guest list, I want to remind everybody that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. Subway is a longtime partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. All right. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest. We were able to speak with the BCHL's all-time leading scorer and former Surrey Eagle Shane Cuss. On top of that, we also speak with Coquitlam Express forward Ryan Tattle. But first up, uh, our conversation with Shane Cuss. As I mentioned, he is the all-time leader in points in the BC Hockey League. He racked up 418 points over his four-year career, uh, all spent with the Surrey Eagles starting in 1993 and finishing in 1997. And in that same year in 97, he led the league in scoring with 140 points and also led the Eagles to their first Fred Page Cup in franchise history. After his playing career, uh, Cuss returned to the BCHL and coached for the Eagles uh, for a short period of time. So uh, we have plenty to talk about, about his career uh, playing and coaching and where he stands in BCHL history. So let's get right to it. Uh, Here is our conversation with Surrey Eagles alum and all-time leading scorer in the BCHL, Shane Cuss. All right, Shane, you are the BCHL's all-time leading scorer with the 418 points. That's 42 more than the next closest. You have the most assists in league history. Um, when, you, when you hear those names and, and know where you stand in league history, given all the great players that have come through the BCHL, what does that mean to you? Uh, I just, I, I think, you know, just the time I spent there, the people I played with and, uh, you know, though just the memories and stuff like that, uh, it all contributed to that. And it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, going through that. And, you know, obviously wouldn't have been able to, to accomplish a lot of those numbers, uh, without good teammates, good line mates. And, uh, you know, um, you know, those are important things. And, and obviously going forward with, with, uh, you know, hockey it's uh you need you need those people around you you need good people around you to to have success and uh, i was fortunate enough to to uh, have those uh, people around me that uh, i bonded with and was able to to achieve those numbers yeah i wanted to get into your uh, teammates and, and line mates in a second but uh before that just uh when you broke into the league as a 17 year old in 93 uh what do you remember about that time what was the league like what was the style of play uh what what do you remember when you think back to uh, that first year i think it was it was, you know when you first broke in it was very much a you know uh 
a league where you have to pay your dues kind of thing and, uh, you know, get used to the, the toughness of it, the speed of it. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously, you know, back then there was a lot of fighting. There was a lot more of that type of, uh, you know, penalties weren't, to, you know, as called as easily as they are now. And, you know, you had to fight through things a lot more. And, uh, you know, it was just a rougher game, more physical, um, you know, not a lot of room. I think the, if you look at the rinks back then to now, they're, the rinks are all kind of full size now. Back then, you you know, you had your different type of rinks. You know, obviously, South Surrey was an Olympic size, but you had, you know, the Merritts and the Vernons and the Penticton's. Um, you know, trail, they, they were all very small buildings and, uh, you know, tight quarters. So it was very much tight, tight checking. There wasn't a whole lot of room out there, but, uh, you know, um, you know, if we look at it another way, we were closer to the net. That's how I always looked at it. But, uh, you know, it, you know, obviously things have evolved and changed, but, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was a fun time, but back then it was, uh, so yeah, it was good, good, good hockey. Uh, how about you personally when you when you came in as a rookie how did you find the transition to junior hockey when you first started uh it was you know i mean like i say just you know when you're playing big i i played you know with the sockeyes the year before so um and we had to play there was 21 year olds allowed in the league so i was kind of used to playing against you know guys that are five 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 years older than me and uh you know, obviously everybody's bigger than me, but, uh, you know, it would, you know, it wasn't that big of an adjustment that way. It was just, uh, you know, adjustment of, of moving up to another level and, you know, getting used to, to that and used to your teammates and used to being comfortable in the situation that you're in. And, uh, you know, but, uh, that part of it, I, I think I was, I was comfortable with. So that next year, in your second year in the league, uh, you more than double, doubled your point total. You cracked the 100-point milestone for the first of three straight years. Uh, what do you think clicked for you between uh, years one and two? Well, I think a lot of it, I, you know, got more opportunity. Um, you know, obviously more opportunity on power plays, more opportunity, um, you know, in more offensive situations, Uh you know, uh, me and Kyle Knopp uh, and Fraser Renard were, were aligned and we kind of, you know, had that chemistry for most of the year where probably the year before, you know, didn't get as many opportunities in those situations, didn't really have consistent, uh, a consistent line that you kind of could gel with. But, you know, obviously the, the next year we did. And uh, I think uh, that obviously helps when you get, familiarity with with a line meet and uh, kind of get to know their you know their tendencies and you can kind of talk a little more and work work some plays out and work some ideas out within each other and uh, I think we we got that that year and then fast forward uh, to your fourth and final year in the BCHL um, you you led the league in scoring for the first time with 140 points, uh, but the second leading scorer that year was your line mate Scott Gomez, who obviously is a familiar name. Uh, went on to have a long career in the NHL. Uh, just wondering what it was like playing with him at that time, uh, as well as your other line mate uh, Rod Bowers, who also had a great year. Yeah, obviously it was a fun year. Um, you know, obviously playing with two good players, great players, and uh, you know Scotty was. Uh, come in and uh you know great great player great vision uh obviously you know went on to do do great things in the nhl win stanley cups and stuff so 
you know, being able to play with a guy like that was fun. And, uh, you know, um, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, and then kind of having me and, and Rodney a little bit older and, you know, to help him guide that through that first year as well was, you know, was, uh, you know, just, it just all gelled. It just all worked together. I think the three of us, uh, you know, kind of took, took the role on and trying to, to be that dominant line in the league. And, uh, you know, we all brought different, uh, things to the line. Obviously Rodney had a great shot, uh, you know, kind of, you know, a little bit bigger than me and Scotty and, and, you know, brought a bit of that physicality as well, um, and grit to it. Uh, you know, Scotty was great, great control on the park, skating down the ice and stuff. Uh, you know, so, so it just kind of, you know, it all worked out in the right way. And, uh, you know, we gelled together and uh, had some fun that year. And, uh, you know, it was obviously a memorable year. Yeah, it was memorable for, for other reasons as well. You guys won the first uh, Fred Fred Page Cup for the Surrey Eagles that year. How special was it for you to to get that done and to ultimately wrap up your junior career with a championship? Yeah, I mean, like I say, we always set to strive for every year is to win. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the years before we kind of, we're up and down and building towards it and uh to be able to to finally win and 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 experience what it feels like to to win that championship is you know obviously and sharing that with a group of people that uh you work so hard with you battled in practice and you know you spend so much time with uh is you know that's that's what you want that's that's the end prize and uh you know, it was it was nice to see you know the group uh, achieve that and uh, and do some other things as well and um, you know I think that's uh, that's what it's all about that's what all the junior hockey players are are trying to achieve and when you when you have team success you know usually you have uh, you know all the other stuff comes along with it so um, to be able to do those things and and achieve that championship was was pretty uh, sweet to finish it off. So you finished in the BCHL in 97. Uh, what was next for you after that? I know uh, you had uh, a brief stop in Dayton of the ECHL a few years later, but what, what was next after the BCHL career ended? I uh, went, went on to that, and then I went to Sweden to play there for a little bit, and, uh, you know, and then came back and kind of, uh, kind of just got into coaching, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, I... I ended up skating in the summertime with the pros and, and got uh, to know Cliff Cliff Ronning really well. And uh, he kind of took me under my wing that summer and uh, ended up skating all August with uh, Peter Twist with the Canuck guys. And, uh, you know, and then um, had uh, Steve Tambellini and Brian Burke give me a call and wanted me to come to tryout with the Canucks. And so I went to the Canucks tryout that year and, had a had a good camp and uh, had a decision to make. That was the Dayton year kind of thing. That um, my agent at the time thought that uh, the Dayton thing was a better option because uh, they, he had talked to Columbus, and you know, um, so I kind of went back and forth with that. And uh, you know, Canucks at that time wanted me to kind of go to their tryout or, or sorry, their um, exhibition series in Toronto and. Uh, Unfortunately, I made the wrong decision and um, went went the other way. So you know, things things work out that way, unfortunately. But uh, you know, just to be able to get that opportunity and and experience that was was good. And then 
from there, I just got right into uh, coaching junior hockey at, uh, right after that. So, Yeah, I wanted to, to touch on that as well. You actually ended up back with the Eagles eventually as their head coach in 06 uh, for a few years. So was coaching something you, you always kind of had in mind throughout your career? Uh, did, it, did it just kind of come about after you uh, ended your playing career? How did that all come together? Yeah, no, I never, to be honest, never really thought about it at all. Um, you know, when I when I was playing and kind of stuff, um, you know, the, there was a local junior junior B team, the Delta Ice Hawks, that was uh, uh, owned by a guy that uh, I knew, and um, he kind of just threw it out there. And uh, Brad Bowen uh, was coach head coach at the time, and you know, I got to know him well. And you know, when uh, I came back. Uh, one time he gave me a call and said, Hey, do you want to help us out? And, uh, I said, sure. And, you know, uh, Brent Seabrook was on that team at that time. And, uh, um, you know, so it, it kind of worked out that way. That's how it got started and just kind of grew from there and, you know, spent eight great years, uh, coaching the ice Hawks and, um, then moved up to, to Surrey and kind of that's how it all happened. How how special was it to kind of come full circle and coach the Eagles, a team that you spent so much time with as in your playing career? Um, how special was it to to come back there as a coach? Well, it was great. I mean, obviously, yeah, to come back, it, you know, it's a great community, uh, city of Surrey and White Rock. There, it's a great community, great facility, great great rink. Um, you know, Ronnie Patterson was one of the owners there, a great person. Um, you know, so it's very fortunate that uh, he gave me the opportunity, him and Ralph Berzan gave me the opportunity to come back and do that. And, you know, I enjoyed my time there and, uh, you know, um, you know, being able to try and uh, give back to the same ideas, what people gave for me. And, um, you know, it, it was a great uh, experience to, to be able to come back and do that. Yeah, so your your coaching career included the the Ice Hawks, like you mentioned, Sir Eagles. I know you spent time with the Delta Hockey Academy. Um, so nowadays, uh, what are what are you up to? Are you coaching still? Or are you doing other stuff? What what are you up to these days? Yeah, we do basically all skill development now. Um, you know, myself and Matt Earhart, another former Sir Eagle uh, player and coach. Um, run uh, the Semiamu Minor Hockey Association actually out in White Rock. So. Mm-hmm. We're still out that way, um, doing that stuff, and we we basically run the skill development for the association. We both coach the Adam A one and PBA one teams, and uh, you know it's it's been great. Um, you know, I think for us at our you know at our ages now, it, it's you know being able to spend more time with our families and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think it's. Uh, you know, it's been great and, um, you know, great association, great people, um, and just being able to, to kind of help the younger generation, uh, learn the game, you know, skill wise and, and, uh, playing wise, uh, you know, and preparing them for, for the next levels, uh, you know, and giving them, you know, our experiences of what we've been through in, in coaching and in playing, uh, you know, uh, helps them, uh, hopefully and, um, lets them kind of enjoy their, their pass through hockey. And, uh, you know, we're just there to, to help guide them and, uh, you know, and mentor them in, in any way we can. So you're still in the area. You get out to uh, many Eagles games. I haven't, I, I actually live in, I don't live in White Rye, I live oh. in Boston, but, uh, 
uh, it's, it's tough. Like a lot of the times we're, we're doing stuff or a lot of times we're, we're on the ice so much, uh, during the week. It's, uh, you know, so unfortunately sometimes you've got to, got to spend family time with, uh, with our families. And, uh, so I haven't been out uh, as much as, uh, probably like to get out, but, uh, you know, we, we keep an eye on them and, you know, see how they're doing and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, watch, watch through the background a little bit. Last question for you. So this is the league's 60th anniversary season. Um, looking back on that time in your life and, and your hockey career, um, what is the the Surrey Eagles and, and what does the BC Hockey League mean to you? Well, I mean, it was a great, great time in my life, obviously, you know, being able to, you know, uh, you know, build memories and build bonds uh, that you, you've done when you're in those, those years, uh, you'll never forget that. And the stories that, you know, you still tell to your kids and to your friends and family and stuff that, that you went through, you know, some good, some, some bad in the sense where you have to fight through things and stuff like that. I think it's all, it all is part of life experiences that, uh, that are positive and, uh, you know, help you become, you know, a better person later in life. And, um, but, to be able to 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 do those things uh, at that time was uh, was you know really uh, something that I'll always cherish and always remember and uh, you know always be uh, proud of that I was that I played for the Surrey Eagles and was a part of the league and uh, you know and like I say there's you know so many great players that have played in the league and played for the team and uh, just being able to to be one of them is is an honor. All right, Shane. Well, thank you so much. Um, as we uh, have, have moved through the 60th anniversary season and, and talked to different players in league, you were definitely an important person to speak with. Uh, so so uh, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. You bet. Thank you. Anytime. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts? With seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick. Only $3.99. Only at Subway. And only here for a limited time. Subway. Eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Huge thank you to Shane Cuss for joining us. What a treat it was to talk to him. All right, let's move on to our second interview, and that is with Coquitlam Express forward Brian Tattle. This is a rare situation where we speak with the same player twice in one season, but after what transpired last weekend, uh, we didn't really have any choice. Uh, Ryan Tattle, uh, as many of you know, uh, started a Score for Cancer initiative with the goal of raising money for cancer research for each point he scores during the season. And the team hosted a Score for Cancer night last Saturday uh, to promote the initiative and raise some funds here late in the season. So it was setting up to be a special night no matter what, but uh, what took place on the ice in the third period really made it extra special with the Express down 3-1 heading into the third. 
Tattle scored four times in the third period, added an assist, had five points in the game, and led his team to a dramatic 6-3 comeback win, all on his uh, score for cancer night and raising money for cancer research. So uh, it was a great story, probably one of the best stories to come out of the league this year. So uh, we felt we needed to talk with Ryan again. So we chatted with him about what it was like last weekend, how the fundraiser has gone throughout the season, and then uh, get into some hockey questions about how his season has gone, uh, their playoff push, And he looks back at his three-year junior career as it approaches its end over the next few months. All right, Ryan. Well, you uh, are are the rare uh, second guest in one season on the BCHL podcast. But uh, after what went down the other night, I figured that we we had to talk to you. So uh, for those that that don't know, on Saturday, your team hosted uh, Score for Cancer Night, which was to promote your initiative that you started to raise funds for cancer research. Um, Focusing on the game, you you guys found yourselves down 3-1 going into the third. Uh, Then you, you went absolutely nuts and scored four goals added an assist led the team to a 6-3 win uh can you just kind of describe what that night was like overall yeah um it was incredible i think you know even you know if i didn't score i think it still would have been an amazing night to remember um you know having the opportunity to own jerseys with my logo and you know have have my teammates wear it and then also you know i had tons of family come out tons of friends there um so that was all uh, incredible itself. And then, you know, yeah, just seriously, so hard to explain with words, you know, what it was like. I mean, I've never scored four goals in a game, you know, probably since I was in hockey one or two or something like that. So, um, you know, I, I don't think I'll score four goals again, to be honest with you. So um, for, for it to happen the way it happened uh, on that night, uh, you know, it's pretty incredible. It's definitely something I'll never forget. Um and, you know, I know a lot of my teammates were in shock, too, my family. So, um, yeah, couldn't have asked for a better story. The energy in the arena that night seemed to be pretty incredible as well. You mentioned you had a lot of friends and family there. But uh, at one point, I don't know if it was after your third or fourth fourth goal, the, the fans in the building were all chanting your name. So uh, what was that feeling like uh, having that all happen? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I think... Uh, I think that started from my buddies. They were they were telling me like as a joke we're gonna start a chant um, kind of earlier before uh, the game. And you know I think it was after I think it was after my second goal, maybe my third. And you know I just kind of heard one of my buddies yell it, and then you know kind of went from there. And you know before I knew it, everyone was screaming it. And you know it's, it's something you don't even think of. You know it's kind of a joke you talked about before, like I said. But you know for it to happen like that, it was pretty cool. You know definitely some goosebumps. Um, it honestly just didn't feel real. Like that whole, whole third period kind of felt just like a movie. Um, again, I never expected it to go like that. And, uh, it's still very surreal. So we spoke earlier, I mentioned this is the second time that I've spoken with you this year, but we spoke earlier in the season about the fundraiser. Uh, but for those that maybe missed it and don't know, maybe just give us a quick reminder of what exactly the fundraiser is, how it works and what the motivation was to start it. Yeah. So, um, in the summer, uh, of 2021, um, I kind of knew I was coming back to play one more year of junior with Coquitlam and, you know, it would be my last year of junior hockey. Uh, so, you know, I kind of want to do something, uh, something different, something special, you know, to kind of, I guess, cap off my career, uh, in junior hockey. So, 
Um, you know, cancer is something that affects everyone. Um, for me, obviously, my former teammate, Greg LaPointe. So, you know, seeing those people go through that kind of difficult time just inspired me to kind of try to do something and make a difference. And, you know, I talked to my dad uh, kind of about an idea and it's kind of what we came up with. So, you know, luckily the Express were happy enough to jump on board with me and help me get it up and going. And then, you know, society helped as well. So uh, that's kind of where the idea stemmed from. And then, you know, how it works is, you know, every every month people have pledged certain amounts of money for every point I score. Um, so we got people pledging a dollar, people pledging 10 bucks, you know, all the way up to, I think the highest one right now is $500 a point. So um, it's pretty incredible. Definitely never thought it would get, you know, as big as it's gotten. Um, you know, we started with the goal of like 5,000 and then, you know, I think we checked that off in the first day. So um, it's been incredible. I'm, I'm super humbled by all the support I've received, not only from my community, but from, you know, other players, um, you know, people I've never met before donating and reaching out. So it's, uh, it's definitely very cool. Something I'll never forget. Yeah. What, uh, what about the other night? The, the idea behind score for cancer night was to promote the initiative and kind of give it a, a push near the end of the season. So what kind of a bump or a boost did you see from that night? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, we were able to surpass $20,000 raised, uh, just in that night. And, you know, that'll be pushing us um, upwards of $75,000 total raised. Um, so it's it's super incredible. Um, and then also we have some pledges going out for the month of February. So it looks like we're probably going to hit the $100,000 goal by the end of the season. Um, obviously, fingers crossed, but, you know, things are looking, looking positive. So, um, yeah, again, I can't thank the Coquitlam Express enough, the Canadian Cancer Society. Um, everyone that helped, you know, put that event on at Fourier the other night, um, that was incredible. That, that is incredible. That's, that's quite an accomplishment. So congrats on that. Um, Thank you. yeah, so just switching gears here for, for a minute, just, uh, a few other hockey related questions before I let you go. Uh, so you, uh, just looking at your season, you're leading the team with 49 points in 42 games. You're in the top 20 in league scoring. Uh, how have you felt about your season personally? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely hard to kind of rate personal accolades when, when your team's not, not doing too well. Um, I think, you know, at the start of the year, we we didn't start off too great. Um, but, you know, we're starting to get in a groove here and figure it out. You know, we got a young team, a lot of new players. Um, and even at the deadline, we brought a lot of new guys in. Um, but, you know, the last, I'd say, probably 10 or so games, I think we've been playing a lot better hockey. Um and, you know, that's kind of how I like to kind of gauge the success. Obviously, it's easy to, you know, look at the stat sheet and see, you know, you scored so many goals or whatever. But, you know, as far as as far as team success concerned, um, you know, I'm happy with how our team has been playing as of late. And uh, hopefully we can surprise some people come playoff time. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that playoff race, you guys are in a pretty tight one for the last couple spots, uh, along with Powell River and Cowichan Valley. Um, you touched on a little bit, but what do you guys need to do down the stretch here? We, we're less than a month away to the end of the season. What do you guys need to do to make sure you get into one of those spots? Yeah, I think um, for our team, a big key we've been trying to focus on is just playing good defense. Um, I think, you know, defense is, you know, a lot of people don't find it as fun, but, you know, I think 
when you play good defense, it leads to good offense. And uh, that's a thing we've noticed, you know, when I guess it's a trend when we're, when we've been winning, um, our defense has been good and uh, that's leading to offense for us. So uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And also just staying disciplined. I think it's hard to win when you're, when you're killing all night. So um, staying out of the box and playing good defense. And uh, I think we'll be all right. Last question for you. So um, less than a month left in the regular season, like I said, playoffs on the horizon. And then uh, that'll be it for your, your junior hockey career and you'll be off to college. So I know you have unfinished business still. You got a a, a month left in the playoff uh, playoff push. But uh, when you look back on your uh, three years in the BCHL, um, kind of looking at the big picture, what does uh, this time mean to you? It's It's been incredible. Um, you know, I'm so grateful to have been able to play um, in this league. I'm so happy to have been able to play you know, in a town so close to my hometown, you know, I live 10 minutes from the rink here in Coquitlam. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's a dream come true. Um, you know, you, you, you grow up and you dream of moments like the score for cancer game and stuff like that. And, you know, to be able to have a moment like that before, you know, I move across the country, it's, it's something that's, uh, that's incredible. And then, you know, just, you know, being able to meet so many people, so many friends, not only guys I've played with, but I think guys, you know, you play with in the league, you know, that were in the league um, as many years as you, you kind of start to become friends with them, you know, whether you like it or not. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. I couldn't have asked for a better junior hockey experience. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, it's, it's incredible the stuff you're doing with uh, the Score for Cancer initiative and uh, that uh, incredible game the other night. So congrats all on, on all that, and best of luck to you, you and your teammates down the stretch. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, that's a wrap on another episode of the BCHL podcast. Huge thank you to both of my guests for joining me, Ryan Tattle of the Coquitlam Express, who you just heard from, and Shane Cuss earlier in the show, all-time leading scorer in the BCHL and a former Surrey Eagles legend. All right, before we sign off for good, uh, another thank you to our sponsor, Subway, for uh, supporting the podcast. As well, uh, another huge thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together behind the scenes. A quick plug before we go, if you've been enjoying our alumni interviews throughout the year and our 60th anniversary content, uh, we have a brand new feature up at bchl.ca. We've been going through each decade and kind of highlighting the interesting and uh, influential moments during that decade. And we recently posted uh, our 1990s feature. Uh, which heavily features Shane Cuss, who you just heard from. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Paul Correa, uh, the Vernon dynasties in the 90s. So uh, if you're interested in that type of thing, head on over to bchl.ca uh, and have a read. Otherwise, uh, follow us on social media. We are at BC Hockey League on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, to stay up to date on everything involving the BCHL, stats, standings, uh, head on over to bchl.ca. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you again soon.